the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help make better decisions, to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. The VA disgrace. Now, this whistleblower, did the whistleblower turn whistleblower after they went to the hearing or he came, he or she came in already going to blow the whistle. No, this guy, Jan Fry, who's been a senior VA official in the, in the purchasing and contracting area of the Veterans Affairs Department for a number of years, uh, has tried to blow the whistle before and has taken a number of allegations to the Inspector General and to others, but he just thinks that it's not getting enough uh, publicity. And so he decided to come to this hearing today, and instead of testifying as somebody from the administration, he said he was there in his role as a, as a whistleblower, arguing that there are millions of dollars in unauthorized purchases being made every year by the VA, that they are not uh, following contracting laws, that they are making individual purchases that, A, are costing taxpayers more money than necessary, and, B, uh, making doing illegal things as well in terms of waste, fraud, and abuse. So all this coming out at a hearing that's going on right now in front of the Veterans Affairs Committee, as uh, this guy basically says that the VA has not been telling lawmakers the whole story, quoting him here, obfuscation is our game. I will no longer be a party to these VA games. Wow. What's this person's name again? Uh, Jay Fry, F-R-Y-E, senior official inside the, the VA. And, you know, look, um, uh, some of this stuff, you sort of read it, and you always wonder, Herman, as a reporter, when you see whistleblower stuff, you know, is this just a personal battle between two people or something like that? You know, sometimes uh, what sounds like a whistleblower complaint is more like somebody just doesn't like the boss or something like that. But what it looks like is that this guy over the years has discovered a lot of things going on in terms of VA procurement of drugs and other items that just didn't look right and didn't uh, uh, hew to federal purchasing laws. And that's what he's trying to bring to the attention of not only the Inspector General, but the Congress as well. Well, because there have been other whistleblowers, I hear what you're saying, but I would tend to give this individual the benefit of the doubt first. This doesn't sound like it's just a disgruntled No, it employee. does not. Yeah, the disgruntled employee, no. you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes I get tips and you get stuff and you just sort of read it and you think, Okay, I can imagine where this is a big deal, but I can also imagine the employee doesn't like the boss, right. and that's right. that's what sort of spring. It's the old thing in journalism. You say, what's the axe to grind? You know, what is this person really yeah. trying to do? And it doesn't seem like that. It, uh, he also, this guy, sent a 35-page report detailing a lot of this stuff to the VA chief two months ago. 
Uh, he uh, says he hasn't heard from the VA secretary about it at all. Is this the new secretary? Yes, exactly. Okay. Very good. Well, I hope they keep coming forward because our veterans deserve more than that. And here's a point that too often doesn't come out in these stories. There probably are a lot of good VA employees oh, absolutely. who do not like what's been going on, who may have been aware of what was going on, but for fear of their jobs and being able to take care of their families and getting caught up in some sort of scandal, maybe have been a little uh, reluctant to come forward. So the more of these kind of people to come forward, the better I think it's going to help to shed some light on the fact that they've got to make some major systemic changes there. You know, now while we've got that going on, then later now we're also getting the details on another story that'll have a hearing this afternoon. This dealing with that episode involving two senior Secret Service agents who were out for an evening on the town in D.C. They were actually at a retirement party for a fellow Secret Service employee. Had a few beverages, maybe a few too many, uh, depending on your point of view. And they went back to the White House and accidentally sort of stumbled their way into an active bomb investigation outside the gates of the White House. Details have been released today, Herman, on that report on exactly what went on, the Inspector General's report. And it's really interesting to go through it. Lawmakers uh, in both parties saying it shows a dysfunctional environment at the Secret Service. And it also shows that uh, senior, uh, the watch commander that night, did not exactly, shall we say, go out of his way to give a breathalyzer test to either of the Secret Service agents. One of them, uh, who was implicated in this, is evidently going to retire from the Secret Service instead uh, before he can be punished. The other one uh, may have sanctions taken against him uh, about this. The Secret Service director saying that the findings were, quote, disturbing. And I've uh, got a link to some of it up on Twitter, at Jimmy Dupree. Well... I know that there have been some challenges and some issues, but allow me to just share a data point of one, and that was when I had Secret Service Protection as the lead candidate in the Republican nomination. I dealt with a group of people that were nothing short of the most professional, the most buttoned up, the most respectful individuals I have ever worked with. So let's just not lose sight of the fact that these situations may be anomalies. Oh, sure. I think, though, with all the stuff that's been going on, anything that goes wrong inside the Secret Service yeah. is going to get a lot more attention. A lot more attention. Lawmakers in both parties, the lead um, uh, members on the House Oversight Committee, Jason Chaffetz of Utah, the Republican, and Elijah Cummings, the Democrat of Maryland, they put out a joint statement today. They said in their mind. This just shows that there needs to be major internal changes to change the culture at the Secret Service. I w probably so, especially in Washington, D.C., but remember they also have regional offices, and uh, I just wanted to put in a good word for how I was treated for that period of time back in 2011. And it turns out that uh, so um, the whole trade pack thing hasn't gone away, right? Yeah, no, talk about what a difference a day makes. Uh, you know, there was a stinging rebuke, as I described it, of the president on Monday by his fellow Democrats in the Senate. And then a day later, the White House put some heat on some of these Democrats, and then everybody agreed, okay, we'll go forward with the debate. So it was almost like Democrats, in a sense, showcased their own divisions more than anything else for a day between them and the president on the issue of trade. Democrats had wanted some votes on some trade enforcement measures. They'll get those. They won't be part of the final trade agreement deal uh, that's likely to get through the Senate. So at this point in time, it looks like that that plan to allow for expedited action on any trade deal that the U.S. cuts with 
with a group of Asian and Pacific nations, that that seems to have, I think, a good chance to get through the U.S. Senate in coming days, maybe by the end of next week. But not without modifications or additions and amendments. There might be some, but I'm not sure how many there's really going to be. We'll just have to wait and see what happens on that. But you're right. uh, This bill can be amended, but not the final trade deal. This has been something, this kind of authority has been given to a number of presidents over the years. There are always members in both parties who don't like that idea. Usually your opposition is based mainly on whether your party's in charge of the White House or not, uh, and we'll have to see what happens in, in the House. But I think in the Senate, this thing might be going the right way for supporters. Now, speaking of uh, not being able to change it, this whole Iran deal, the House, they've are, they're going to vote on a plan that's going to let Congress review any nuclear deal, uh, but it still has to be approved by the House, right? Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. And so this is the plan that would say, okay, uh, we are going to set up this this framework where if there is a nuclear deal with Iran, then it will be handed over to the Congress for lawmakers to look at in both the House and Senate. They can vote on a resolution of disapproval to show their displeasure with it, but that could then be vetoed by the president. If they did not approve this, then they basically would have no official role whatsoever. I think for a lot of Republicans, it's not the way they would set it up, but I think they wanted to have some kind of role in this. That's why it was approved 98 to 1 last week in the Senate. I would assume it will get well over 300 votes today in the House. So if the Congress says that they disapprove it, the president would have the option to go ahead without He can veto that resolution. Okay, so that And then the Congress could override him, but I doubt the votes would be there to do that. Yeah, that's kind of like saying, okay, if the president doesn't doesn't like the Congress, which isn't the first time, he can just ignore them, do what he wants to do, and then just move forward. That that, that is not a good deal for the United States Congress. Well, I guess there's two ways to look at it. You can say that it's sort of set up, tilted toward the White House. Then again, you could have no role. The no official role. I'm not sure that some lawmakers think that that's the best option either. It's also not the legal option, according to the Constitution. And a lot of people keep ignoring that. Now, not if you talk to John Bolton. Uh, right. And I, I mean, I think if you look at this, it is totally street legal. We've seen an awful lot of presidents in both parties not submit things to the, to the Senate. Remember, if it's a treaty, it only goes to the Senate. It doesn't go to the House. It only goes to the Senate. And uh, um, in, in, this, in this kind of situation... I, I've seen both. I, I mean, I, I can't even name for you many agreements that have been sent by members, uh, by presidents of either party in the last 40 years up to the Congress, other than things like the START uh, missile treaties with Russia. Very few things hit the ranking of treaty. Okay. What about the NSA reforms? Uh, what type of reforms were in that bill that the House approved? Yeah, that bill that was approved yesterday and, and a strong bipartisan vote, I don't what, there were only 88 no votes on that. That'll now have to go to the Senate for action. Remember, Herman, we got a couple of provisions of the Patriot Act that expire in the next couple of weeks. Senators are going to have to do something, but here's the deal. You've got very strong bipartisan support for this USA Freedom Bill in the House that was approved, but on the Senate side, you've got a number of Republicans, Marco Rubio, uh, Mitch McConnell as well, uh, uh, the, the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Senator Burr of North Carolina, they don't want to make big changes in the way that the NSA is able to collect bulk uh, phone records and more. So I don't know what's going to happen next week. They're going to have, there's probably going to have to be some deal made here. But with such a strong vote in the House of Representatives, uh, I think that makes their effort to sort of uh, extend what's going on right now that much more difficult. So over the next uh, 10 days, they're going to have to figure out something, some way to go forward on the issue of NSA reform. Well, the understanding was what they approved first didn't allow the intelligence community to just collect data on everybody. But secondly, they have to have cause slash 
a judge's warrant, yeah. warrant in order to be able to do it. And if they are restricting it to that, I can understand why it would go forward. But you're saying that there are a group of legislators, uh, some of them Republicans, who want to leave it wide open the way it was. Yeah, no, I know. I, Marco Rubio has said that. Uh, Senator McConnell, the majority leader, would just like to extend the current situation. And there are others who argue the same. So they're going to have to come up with some... You know, they're going to have to figure out some middle ground, or, or maybe not. Maybe they don't have to. Maybe the, just the votes will be there that uh, that position simply won't win out in the end. Right. Well, we'll just have to stay tuned. I think that because this has been talked about so much in the press, I believe that more and more people are now aware of this and are beginning to understand. And putting a little heat on their lawmakers absolutely. to vote for some reform. No, I, exactly. I think whether you like Edward Snowden or not, the yeah. result has been awareness and then people lobbying and telling their lawmakers they want some change. You got it. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. He won't stop shining a bright light on the IRS, the disgrace at the VA, and waste and abuse by big government. Herman Cain is on with solutions for a better America. And we are turning up the wattage on that shining light, y'all. And I'm not talking about... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.